0: This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Is the stock market getting spooked because bond deals are flashing, surging beyond 4% for the first time since November last week? So is the surge in bond yields spooking the bulls? Also, we'll take a closer look at investors. Uh, considering the likelihood of further interest rate hikes and rates staying higher for longer, how are they navigating that? And what does this mean for the broader financial market? What do major investors now expect? Now, as investors... Assess the interest rate outlook. What does this mean for gold? We'll take a look at gold in the context of a slew of economic data, adding to investor concerns that interest rates globally could stay higher for longer. So, a lot to cover today with Cheng Chai Sen, Head of Investment at Provident. Good morning, Chai Sen.
1: Good morning, Michelle.
0: So for the first time since December 2022, the benchmark U.S. 10-year Treasury yield jumped to 4.091%. Some say uh, the bond market is capturing that shift in higher interest rate expectations, and it could be bad news for stocks. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so... Bond yield started coming down right, uh, towards the end of last year and uh, in January because inflation data started coming out looking more benign and that led to investors very optimistically uh, saying that the inflation price is likely to be over in 2023 despite the central banks saying that no, that's not the case. But we could see that markets uh, through the Fed funds futures were pricing in sort of a small interest rate cut you uh-huh sometime in 2023, and that led to a lot of uh, optimism, and you could see uh, a fall in bond yields, a rebound in stocks, uh, particularly towards the end of the recent rally. Uh, we did see uh, NASDAQ outperform S&P 500, which means that the growth stocks were sort of coming back. Uh, but now we see in the last couple of weeks, there's new inflation data coming out uh, showing that the PCE, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, and that's the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, uh, it rose 47 percent in January, uh, which was higher than expected. Hourly wages also rose by the same amount, <laughs> 4.7 percent in 2022, and uh, that's much higher than the 3 percent level that um, economists feel would be compatible with a 2% inflation target. In addition to that, we see unemployment staying low in the US at 3.4%. Jobless claims continue to fall. Labor costs still remain high, growing at 3.2% in the fourth quarter of 2022. This is after a 6.9% rise in the third quarter. So, all this data is definitely making investors rethink their assumptions in January that you know inflation will come down fast enough for the Fed to make some rate cuts and so you can see that yields have been rising uh, it's not just uh, u.s treasuries but even in singapore you can see uh, the recent uh, singapore savings 10-year yield again crossed three percent i think it was savings bond was 3.15 percent the recent t-bill yields have also been creeping up much closer to four percent again And so um, all this is causing stocks to fall because there's now a higher discount rate for stock valuations once again, a higher hurdle rate because investors... Uh, We'll expect a higher expected return from stocks because now um, the risk-free rate on bonds is uh, going up again. So this is all uh, sort of adding to the uncertainty in the markets right now.
0: Adding to the uncertainty, do you think this latest bond market signal is serving as a, a reminder that the dismal trends that seem to define 2022, investor confidence falling to lows because of that route across stock and debt markets, that that is far from over.
1: Well, I wouldn't say that it's entirely dismal. I think... Uh, investors have finally starting to realize that there is an alternative. I think, you know, in 2021, stocks kept going up when people said there is no alternative because bond yields are so low, deposit rates are so low. But now right. you have bond yields at around, well, 4% for the risk-free. You can get some reasonable quality corporate bonds uh, in SING dollar for maybe 4% and maybe close to 5%. And so and of course, uh, cash yields. Uh, if you look at uh, in sing dollar T bills, is uh, again close to four percent. So when you have reasonable alternatives like higher yields on your cash and on safer fixed income, investors, I guess, are uh, considering weighing their options very. Uh, more carefully because now there is an alternative. You don't, if you don't need a much higher return, you can afford to put your money in a much lower volatility asset that will still give you returns that uh, you may require.
0: Great point there. Do you think this is reviving the hard or soft landing debate that may have been brushed aside for a little while? I mean, Mohammed El Aryan recently in Bloomberg, I think, wrote that recent economic developments should leave investors wary of more aggressive rate moves by the Fed. Do you agree?
1: Yes, I think investors were pricing in a much less uh, hawkish Fed, in the, uh, at least in January. And, you know, right. there were talks of rate cuts. Uh, but I think now, if you look at market expectations in terms of the Fed Fund's futures, previously, uh, you would have seen uh, 25 basis points hikes pretty much nailed on for March and the next meeting after that. But now, if you look at the Fed Fund's futures, you would see actually a 30% chance that the Fed will hike by 50 basis points in March, mm-hmm. in March meeting, instead of 25 basis points. So this is pretty big swing in expectations. I think uh, on top of that, the Fed, various Fed chairmen have also come out to say that they uh, remain committed to fighting inflation. They they don't see the fight as being over. They see that uh, they might have to raise rates beyond what was previously guided, uh, which is 5.25%. So I think, yes, investors have already started to price some of that in, uh, because if there is a 50 basis point hike at the next Fed meeting, that means its investors are expecting that the Fed, and and that will bring them to 5.25%. That means the investors are expecting the Fed to possibly go beyond the previously guided terminal rate. So where we will end, yes, the Fed... 5.4, 5.5? It will depend on on the data, but um, yeah, it, it... Possible uh, In fact, it's looking likely we might have to go to at least 5.5 right now because mm-hmm. you can see that the inflation, in, especially in the services, has become quite sticky if you uh, consider the fact that labour costs remain high and unemployment continues to remain low. So uh, all this point to a fairly tight labour market, which means that wages will continue to rise. And, you know, the Fed is concerned that if that, Uh, carries on unabated, it will continue to drive up inflation and every other thing because, well, that would just mean that there's more income to spend and people will continue to be willing to pay higher prices for other goods and that would carry on this wage price uh, sort of inflation spiral. So so it is possible that, in fact, starting to look a bit likely that we are going to see something higher than 5.25%. And also, uh, I think it's very unlikely that we'll see a rate cut in 2023 if these inflationary pressures continue to persist.
0: Interesting. Now, do you think the elevated interest rates have been dulling gold's appeal as an inflation hedge and also raising the opportunity cost of holding um, gold, a non-yielding asset?
1: I think that that's very close to what's happening. The conventional wisdom usually states that gold is uh, an inflation hedge. But I guess my view is that gold is really more sort of a central bank hedge rather than an inflation hedge. Uh, what, what I mean is that you know if the central banks continue to maintain their credibility as they're doing right now, they are uh, raising rates uh, very, very quickly to combat inflation, then uh, you'll see gold always face this competition from the higher return from cash because as you uh, rightly mentioned, gold doesn't uh, give a yield. Uh, most of the time, there is a cost to holding gold. Uh, if you trade futures there's you know trading costs, roll costs. If you buy an ETF that has gold, that holds gold, um, there are ETF fees and there are also some trading costs. And uh, if you buy the physical gold, you have to pay for the cost of uh, security and storage. So now, uh, when you have cash rates uh, approaching five percent, that you know, gives uh, investors a good alternative for store of value. And as you can see uh, from the price chart, the U.S. dollar did strengthen over February, and uh, gold prices fell in February. So you can see that if uh, central banks uh, con- continue to be very committed to the inflation fight, and they, you know, that they fulfil their mandates to maintain uh, price stability and stability of the currencies, then yes it does sort of have an impact of gold on gold and uh, but of course if investors are you know somehow of the view that uh, central banks will not be able to manage the inflation well not be able to fulfill their mandates then in a way gold will be a good hedge for that outcome, but um, right as of right now, we do see the central banks uh, very aggressively continuing to raise interest rates, and so uh, that's why we do see gold um, facing a lot of competition from the alternatives.
0: Mm. I just want to pick up on what you mentioned. Do you think the dollar index easing uh, is making gold more affordable for buyers holding other currencies? Then,
1: well. I guess you can think of it that way, and that might have driven sort of when the dollar came down a bit, you, that might have uh, pushed up the price of gold if uh, investors in other currencies uh, were looking at it. Yes, that is possible. Although uh, the large majority of gold, I think, is traded uh, against the U.S. dollar in a sense. So, so um, that would be a very short-term effect because right now uh, the dollar sort of has come back a little bit after easing in the last couple of months.
0: Okay. Given that fundamental backdrop, what do you expect for, for gold in the near short term, perhaps?
1: Well, I think as long as uh, the dollar remains strong and uh, the Fed continues to hike rates, I think gold will likely still remain around where it is, actually.
0: All right. According to analysts at Commerce Bank, gold prices may have entered an uptrend of the bullish reversal that we saw last week. What do you think about this?
1: Well, I guess the view is that uh, the Fed will bring rates lower or if you know, central banks don't aggressively fight inflation and if the dollar weakens, then yes, I think that could be right. Uh, gold could probably do better. But you know, I think as of now, we do see the central banks quite aggressively continuing to raise rates and they are continuing to mention that they will keep rates higher. So it would depend on, you know, largely where the U.S. dollar goes and where the, what the Fed does.
0: Are there any other developments that you see possibly influencing the price movement of gold? I mean, some investors that we've talked to point to recent positive manufacturing data out of China, the Chai Sing Composite Service PMI numbers, and sort of positive developments in trade talks between the U.S. and China uh, helping fuel a rally in gold.
1: Well, I guess... That must be because the view is that increased uh, trade and manufacturing in China will continue to uh, boost inflation and and that would possibly make gold attractive as an an inflation hedge, I suppose. Well, that that could be possible. But uh, if gold uh, or or rather uh, we do see actually that uh, that might actually be um, in a way more deflationary because we have seen that. Uh, the sort of the impact of all the lockdowns last year affecting supply of goods Uh, but once you know the Chinese economy comes back and uh, sort of goods and start to get produced on more on a more regular schedule again I think uh, we would see goods price inflation actually start to fall much more and that can also have a deflationary impact so I think it remains to be seen how how that would impact the price of gold
0: maybe end off on the note of whether or not there are any alternative assets that investors can look at to hedge against inflation.
1: Yes, so I think investors can keep a few things in mind, you know, to help them deal with inflation. I think, first of all, well, for most individuals, employment good. Hedge against inflation because you know incomes tend to rise over time to meet to match the cost of living, and so that jobs remain attractive. And so this is one you know something that uh, people can keep in mind if they are extremely worried about inflation. Is that uh, typically you know if they are employed, then at least their incomes are likely to rise uh, in line with uh, inflation, and that provides them some comfort. Other assets are definitely things like uh, real estate, uh, physical real estate. Mm-hmm. Most Singaporeans do own their own homes so that's also a reasonable uh, inflation hedge because uh, physical real estate values can uh, and tend to keep up with inflation uh, over time fixed income does help uh, fixed income uh, yields are much higher now and fixed income yields do price in a certain level of expected future inflation into the yield so the fact that inflation is high and then you know we see the interest rates go up and then fixed income yields go up you know that does Give you some kind of buffer against inflationary impact, maybe in the short term it might not be as attractive directly when you know inflation rates are high. but you know if you lock in a longer term yield now and inflation rates come down, the fixed income the higher fixed income yield something to be looked at and worth considering to help you combat inflation and I think lastly. Definitely holding uh, stocks, uh, equities tend to be a good inflation hedge over the long term because uh, strong businesses will always be able to raise their prices, continue to generate good returns for shareholders. So having a well-diversified portfolio of stocks will help to mitigate the impact of inflation over the long term. I guess you know, if you just look at, yes, uh, prices have been going up across you know, many different industries, but you know, in Singapore and elsewhere, consumers are still continuing Continuing to consume uh, various goods and services, and all these goods and services are run by many uh, different companies out there all trying to generate a profit so having a diversified equity portfolio can uh, over the long term can be a good uh, hedge against inflation also so aside from you know gold, all these other things i 've mentioned are good ways for investors to just think about um, to mitigate the impact of inflation on their portfolios and their wealth goals.
0: So much gold right there. I can imagine people replaying the last seven minutes just to hear that all over again. Fantastic speaking with you, Chaisen. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks, Michelle.
0: He's Cheng Chai-sun, Head of Investment at Provident. with me here on Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin.
1: Before acting on the
0: information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts
1: at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.